You're listening to the Brooks Know Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have episode 34, Why You Need a Team. Have you struggled with comparison? How does it make you feel? Lonely? <laughs> have you ever felt like you had to do something all by yourself? Does that feel lonely too? Today, we're tackling how to move from loneliness of comparison and the loneliness of having to do something all on your own to the beautiful feeling of support. You can do anything with support. Many hands make light work. This is not true just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as well. Let's learn how to build your support team. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available on Amazon and filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast or who have shared it with a friend. As you may know, I am not active on social media, a deliberate choice that helps me have the creativity and focus to make this podcast the best that it can be. So the only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth. It's by you. Thank you for taking the time to share this with your friends and support this effort. I love you for it. Today's review of the week comes from, from Philly with love. She says, I have listened to several self-improvement podcasts and Brooks Snow's podcast is the only podcast that has ever made an actual change in my life. I binge listened on a long drive and found myself waking up early the next morning while on vacation so I could do the things I would need, like move my soul and move my body in order to have a successful day. Her insight on everything is gold. So thankful. Everyone take a listen. Oh my goodness. From Philly with love. I just want to cheer for you. Waking up early on vacation is pretty much a double challenge and you totally did it. And you made a successful day right from the start. High fives, friend. I so love that you actually changed something for yourself. That is the entire point of these podcasts, taking action. That is the only way that the small and simple things have effect in our life is when we actually do something. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be as small as waking up early on vacation to move your body and soul so you have an awesome day. Way to go, my friend. I am totally cheering you on. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and reviews and shares are what makes this podcast possible. And if you've been meaning to do this or you've been meaning to share, will you please just pause the episode and do that right now? It makes such a difference for me and it spreads the love even further. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening and for sharing. So let's get down to business. Let's talk about our topic of today. Friends, do you ever feel competitive or compare yourself with someone else? Or do you ever feel like you have to do everything on your own? Maybe it's responsibilities or projects or roles that you have in your life. Both of these situations can feel lonely. Comparison feels lonely. Unnecessary competition with someone else can feel lonely. Carrying the entire load of responsibility can feel lonely. I've struggled personally the past few weeks in feeling comparison. I've been doing research for my business and because of that, I've been researching amazing people in my field who do something similar. And I'm simply studying what they do to see if I can find inspiration for my own projects. 
Now, inspiration is awesome. Comparison, that sometimes feels not so awesome. (laughs) In fact, it can feel lonely and discouraging. And comparing my beginning to someone else's middle or end can feel overwhelming at the amount of work I have to do to create similar results. A few years ago, I took a class and oddly, the point of this entire class was to find what single thought creates my own downward spiral. The teacher insisted that every person has their own unique thought that triggers everything into motion for us to spiral down. And he went through this really complicated series of questions and reflections. And we spent an entire hour going through this process to find out what our own trigger thought was. Now, I admit I was a little doubtful that this complex process he was going through was going to reveal the one thought that pushes me down. But the curiosity of finding out what it was kept me interested. And to my amazement, his process worked. I found my thought. And once I found it, I laughed out loud because it was so familiar. I should have known it in an instant. It really was the thought that triggered everything for me. Do you want to know what that thought was? Can I share with you the thought that sends me down each and every time? The thought was, you have to do this all alone. That's it. You have to do this all alone, Brooke. (laughs) Maybe sometimes it would take different forms. Maybe it would sound like no one is going to help you or you're on your own or you can't rely on anyone else to come through. So you have to do it yourself. Or why do I have to do everything by myself? However, it was stated, the message was always clear. I'm on my own. I don't know that there is any other feeling quite so defeating as that. Being totally alone and very aware of all you have to do or very aware of all of your weakness or very aware of the gap you're trying to close between where you're at and where you want to be. And to think in the midst of all of this that you are all by yourself in getting there. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever had similar moments where you feel like you have to do something alone? Does comparison ever make you feel that way? What about the roles and the responsibilities in your life? I've felt this as a mother. I felt this as a wife. I felt this as a friend, as a student, as a business owner, as someone struggling with a trial and many, many other moments. The feeling of I'm on my own can show up in every season of life every stage, every role, every challenge. Really, for me, it could show up every single day. (laughs) It was my trigger thought that took me down. I have a hunch that if this is a trigger for me, other people must feel it too. Have you felt this? And if other people feel it too, then it must be addressed somewhere in scripture. Where and how does this even show up? If this thought is such a common one, my first guess is that it would appear in the very beginning, right? With Adam and Eve. Do you think they ever felt alone? Interesting that it was when Adam was alone that Satan came tempting him. 
It was when Eve was alone that Satan came tempting her. Even Eve, in her invitation to Adam to partake of the fruit, she pled with him, reminding him that if he didn't partake, he would be left a lone man in the wilderness. Perhaps that thought was motivation enough for Adam to partake. He didn't want to be alone. Eve didn't want to be alone. And happily, God didn't want them to be alone either. Even though they were cast out of the Garden of Eden, he promised them a savior and messengers and guidance along their path in this lone and dreary wilderness. They were not going to be left alone. Imagine the joy that would have filled their hearts to go from feeling absolutely alone to knowing that you have support. How do you find that support when you really do feel all alone? How do you go from feeling like you really do have to do it all by yourself to feeling like you have a team? Can I share with you a story of how I learned this answer for myself? A few years ago, I was teaching a piano lesson to my son. We had a typical lesson. He'd play his song and I would give him a correction and he would dramatically react to being corrected and feel defeated. And then I would feel frustration growing inside me because, hello, I'm his teacher. So it's my role to give correction. I'm here to help him progress. I'm there to guide and direct and to help him improve his skill. But every time I'd give a correction, he'd take personal offense. It was like he fully expected that he should be able to do everything perfectly on his own. And any sign of a mistake was a cut to his worth and ability. One morning in exasperation, I said to him, Buddy, we're a team. I'm on your side. You're the student and I'm the teacher and we work together to make you even better. That moment was a turning point for me. I was telling him how we were a team. Yet suddenly so many other parts of my life were being revealed where I had been doing the same thing as him. Ignoring my team and feeling like I had to do it myself. How many times had I cleaned the house in frustration that I had to do everything myself when I had a team in my own house of people capable of helping? How many times had I plotted along in my business, frustrated that I had to do everything myself when I had friends or even services I could pay for that were capable of being on my team? How many times had I argued with my husband and completely forgot that we were a team? We'd promised each other to be a team. How many times had I compared myself to friends or influencers in my industry feeling alone when really they too could be on my team? How many times had I struggled in weakness and felt incapable of even calling upon God to help because I should be able to do this all by myself? I knew better. I had knowledge. I just needed to muster the strength. And yet I plodded onward with a burden when there was a heavenly team standing at the ready. Here was my son feeling like he had to do everything by himself and do it perfectly. And there was a brilliant teacher who loved him, sitting right next to him, ready to guide him in every way. And he simply couldn't see it or acknowledge it or even feel like he should receive it. In that moment, I promised myself that I was going to build 
my team. Because bigger teams build bigger dreams. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. Would you like to know who is on your team? As I worked on how to build my team in the days and months following, I realized that building my team was first and foremost a mindset. I had to learn to see people as my support rather than my burden or my competition. Let me state that again. I had to learn to see people as my support. People I may not have considered my team, but it was only in my perspective. It was how I was choosing to see and I could change the story. Instead of seeing my family as incapable of helping with the home, I saw them as my team. Changing how I saw them helped me learn to delegate, helped me invite them to help before I got to the point of frustration. It helped me realize working together is an amazing time for creating personal connections. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. Even if that dream is a smooth running household, The bigger the team, the bigger the dream. Instead of seeing my friends or other people as my competition, I began to bounce ideas around that would stimulate conversations between us that would help all of us grow together. Why? Because bigger teams build bigger dreams. Perhaps most miraculously, I began to learn how to expand my heavenly team to partner with God in the goals and in the struggles. I began to look for ways throughout the day to call upon help, help from angels that I knew were willing and waiting for an invitation. I began listening more for guidance that was already there if I would just slow down and be quiet long enough to hear it. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. Revelation increased. My productivity increased. My happiness increased. My hope increased. My vision of what was actually possible increased. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. Where is your team? Who is on your team? How can you turn the people that you currently see as not on your team to be on your team? Perhaps you might be thinking, I can do that for some people, but never for so-and-so. They are definitely not on my team. Do you have someone in your life that you really feel is not on your team at all? Happy news! (laughs) Having someone on your team is first and foremost a mindset. We must see different and then an invitation to act differently, to give invitations, to give and receive. Suddenly everyone is elevated. We begin working together instead of working alone. We begin to unite. We begin to be one. Now, where have we heard the importance of being one before? Who is it that wants us to be one? In one of the most glorious prayers ever offered in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus himself prayed to God that we would be one. He said that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. He wants us to be one. He wants us to be a team. He continues saying, and the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. What? His glory has been given to us? Whatever for? (laughs) He answers that question next, saying that they may be one, even as we are one, that they may be made perfect in one. We have his glory in us, that we may be able to be one. Why? So we can be made perfect. 
so we never need to be alone. So we can learn to love and work together instead of feeling like we have to do it all ourselves. So we can learn to share instead of compete. So we can learn to connect instead of carrying our burdens alone. So we can progress faster. So we can progress it all. So we can build one another up. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. Would you like to live in a world where we worked as a team? Can you imagine what your family would be like if you worked as a team? Your marriage, your friendships, your work, your trials and challenges, your projects, your goals. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. We were never, ever intended to do this alone. The do it alone philosophy belongs to Satan. God's plan always includes support in everything. Whether it's support in having an orderly house, support in repentance, support in relationships, support in goals, support in roles and responsibilities. We always, always, always have support if you look for your team. Learn to see people as teammates instead of inmates. (laughs) If you need help seeing certain people as team members, ask God to help you. He's always on your team. And he would like nothing more than to make your team bigger. The team grows instantly when you see people as team members. They're always there if you learn to see the team. God even promises us angels on our team. In Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord promises, And whoso receiveth you, there I will be also. For I will go before your face. I will be on your right hand and on your left, and my spirit shall be in your hearts. And mine angels round about you to bear you up. Your heavenly team is at the ready and surrounding you on every side. Just like we must learn to see people in life around us as someone on our team, we must learn to have faith in the unseen team of angels that support us as well. They're there. And bigger teams build bigger dreams. Make your team big, really, really big. Receive the support that is there for you when you see it and feel it and ask for it. Now, I mentioned in the beginning how I was looking at other influencers in my industry and feeling alone. I was comparing myself. Is it possible that I could actually have them on my team, even if we don't interact? Because I sure don't like feeling alone and comparing myself. I'll never forget a blog article I read by Chris Guillebeau, who argued that there's no such thing as self-taught anything. You aren't a self-taught musician or photographer or gardener or anything else for that matter. You may not have had formal lessons, but everyone learns from someone else. Maybe through a book, a YouTube video, or lots and lots of research. We don't learn anything by ourselves. Even simple life lessons, like the one I learned teaching piano to my son, came as a form of inspiration from the Lord. I can sit and compare myself or... I can sit and observe what there is to learn. What can I learn from these amazing people? If they're on my team, they have something to teach me. Even the people who we find difficult in life can be in our team if we believe we have something to learn from them. It's silly for us to expect ourselves to figure things out completely on our own, since no one has yet proven to be able to do that in the history of mankind. Which leads me to believe that perhaps... It was designed to be that way from the very beginning. God wants us to help each other. He wants us to need each other. He wants us to build a team. 
a team in which we can both coach as well as participate in our own growth and progress. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. If I were to ask you right now who is on your team, who would you say? I love this question. I've had a great time answering for myself. My team includes each individual family member, close friends, authors of all my favorite books, podcasters, influencers, Jesus, prophets in the scriptures, modern day prophets, the Holy Spirit, neighbors, even my favorite farmer at the farmer's market that grows my vegetables that I feed my family. The list is big and it's much more detailed than I've included here. And it's so awesome to have so many people on my team. When I think of everyone as part of my team, it changes how I feel towards others. I have more gratitude. I'm more open to correction. And I also see opportunity for me to contribute to their life as well. Because if they're on my team, that means that I'm on their team too. Now, I may need to remind my son that we're on the same team time, time again. <laughs> and I need a few reminders myself. Nonetheless, when we work as a team, we progress so much faster and so much further than we do when we think that we're on our own. Remember, no one is self-taught and no one is ever really alone. Thank you for being on my team. Thank you for listening to my podcast and sharing it with someone else on your team. Together, we're stronger, happier, and smarter. Bigger teams build bigger dreams. Imagine your life moving forward with a really big team and look forward with faith. Do you listen to these episodes and love what you hear and wonder where to start? I invite you to take my Christian meditation 40 day challenge course. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things, including building my team. Meditation is my time to converse with the Lord on my goals and questions and problems and everything in between. Meditation is my number one team builder with God. But it took a little practice to get to that point. <laughs> you hear me preach over and over the importance of the small and simple things in our life. And this one practice will reap uncounted benefits in your life. But the key is consistency. That's why I love that this is a 40 day challenge. The challenge is to do it for 40 consecutive days. And as you may know, starting a new habit and even more so being consistent with it can be tricky. This is why I offer every student a free buddy pass allowing you to handpick your own friend or family member to take the course with you. You get your own accountability partner and you both do the challenge together. Did you see what I just did there? I gave you a support team to help you start this practice. <laughs> if this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes or find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on. I am on your team. Thank you so much for listening.